Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 319 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us once again today as we continue with this week's Come Follow Me studies, looking at Doctrine and Covenants sections 129 to 132 in the week of November the 8th to November the 14th. And today we're looking at section 131. A relatively short background and context to this section today. Uh, basically, um, this was given as in further instruction uh, by the Prophet Joseph Smith uh, during May 1843. And it's and it has a number of entries from a journal that kept by William Clayton. I mean, r- regarding William Clayton, the last few sections have all been uh, from his records and journal entries and things like that. So we can be very grateful to him for recording these down. Because if he hadn't, then of course we wouldn't have a lot, uh, a number of the um, at least recorded down uh, on written in, in this form uh, of the doctrines that we are learning about over the last couple of days. And those have been some really powerful and important uh, teachings. So um, again, importance of record keeping, which the entire doctrine and covenants, and in fact, all the scriptures are an important um, lesson about the, the importance of record keeping. Um, but in any case, uh, it says in the Revelations in Context chapter titled, Our, Ho- Our Hearts Rejoice to Hear Him, quote, Among these were the teachings regarding eternal marriage given in Ramas at the home of Benjamin and Melissa Johnson on May 16th. The Johnsons had been married since Christmas Day 1841, but Joseph told them he intended to marry them according to the law of the Lord. Benjamin jokingly said he would not marry Melissa again unless she courted him, but Joseph was in earnest. He taught that men and women women needed to enter into the new and everlasting covenant of marriage in order to obtain God's highest blessings. So this is a a lesson for these individuals that marriage was intended for time and all eternity. Uh, and this is what this section is all about. And in fact, the next section talks about it as well, about the everlasting, new and everlasting covenants, the um, celestial marriage leading to exaltation. Now, um, in terms of the celestial kingdom, it says in verse one, in the celestial glory, there are three degree, heavens or degrees. And in verse 2 it says, And in order to obtain the highest, a man must enter into the, this order of the priesthood, meaning the new and everlasting covenants of marriage. Now, obviously when it says um, a man, obviously it means man or, or woman. And it indicates here that there are three distinct heavens or degrees within the celestial kingdom. Now, we don't know um, you know, if that is very much just the case that there is only three or whether within those three there are other degrees or levels or level or you know amounts of glory that individuals receive, you know we're still wholly clear on that. But what we do know is that in order to obtain the highest blessings, the most blessings we can that our heavenly Father has for us, then we need to enter this covenant of eternal marriage. Um, Bruce R. McConkie uh, said this quote. Now, according to the revelations we have received, the fullness of the priesthood, meaning, I suppose, the fullness of the blessings of the priesthood, is had only in the temples of God. There is an order of the priesthood which is named the new and everlasting covenant of marriage. When people enter into that order of marriage, administered in the temples of the Lord, by the Lord's servants, 
Having the Lord's authority, they make a covenant of exaltation, a covenant that will bring them up in the resurrection as husband and wife. The family unit will continue and they will gain the highest reward and the greatest honour and glory that our Father can bestow on any of his children. They will be gods, even the sons of God, and all things will be there, for they will receive the fullness of the Father. Close quote. Um, and in verse 4 it says, He may enter into the other, but that is the end of his kingdom. He cannot have an increase. Uh, to get this from a, from a sister's perspective as well, I liked this from Sherry L. Dew. Um, she said, again, speaking to sisters, but again, just as I mentioned before, the, you know, that applying to men and women, uh, this can also apply to, to men and women also. It says, quote, my young sisters, some of, some will try to persuade you that because you are not ordained to the priesthood, you have been shortchanged. They are simply wrong and they do not understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. The blessings of the priesthood are available to every righteous man and woman. We may all receive the Holy Ghost, obtain personal revelation, and be endowed in the temple from which we emerge armed with power. The power of the priesthood heals, protects, and inoculates all the righteous against the powers of darkness. Most significantly, the fullness of the priesthood contained in the highest ordinances of the house of the Lord can only be received by a man and woman together. Said President Harold B. Lee, pure womanhood plus priesthood means exaltation. But womanhood without priesthood or priesthood without pure womanhood doesn't spell exaltation, close quote. And I think our understanding of the priesthood has developed as well over time. That priesthood doesn't mean men and womanhood mean women, but actually priesthood means all. But in terms of ordinations to the priesthood, that, that is held by, by men. Um, and I guess that's why it was indicated like that at that time. But... Um, we have here this this important teaching that without man and woman combined, without this holy order, order of matrimony, which is sealed by the Lord, by the Holy Spirit of promise, um, then we cannot, oh, and we will not, receive the, the highest amount of blessings that the Lord has for us. Um, now, before, <coughs> before moving on to the final two verses, which... Mm, well, in fact, let's talk, let's talk about verse 7. It says, There is no such thing as immaterial matter. All spirit is matter, but it is more fine or pure and can only be discerned by purer eyes. This is, this is a rather random um, thing to have at the end of this section, but it's an interesting one, talking about how all things, even spirit, is made of matter. So, you know, it's not magical things. It, and and I think that it links to the fact about science and how scientific methods and discoveries and advancements in today's world don't disprove religion or faith, but are rather, rather it tells us the how behind the why. Uh, and I think that that is such an important thing to remember. President Russell M. Nelson, in speaking to the sisters, but again, uh, to, to every member of the church this applies to, says, a right, quote, a righteous woman is a student of the scriptures. Many apply uniquely to her life. In the scriptures, she finds great treasures of knowledge, even hidden treasures. She need not have majored in physics to know divine truths, as there is no such thing as immaterial matter. She need not, she need not have graduated in astronomy to learn lessons taught by God to Abraham, the relation of the earth to the sun, the sun to the planets, the planets to the centre of the universe, and more. When she sings, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are, she knows the scriptural answers. answers. Close quote. 
Now, of course, you know, every individual, man and woman on this earth, needs to develop their knowledge. That we learned that in the last section. But I think what President Nelson was teaching here was the fact that scriptural and um, spiritual knowledge and truth are the most important that we need to seek for in this life to develop ourselves and prepare ourselves for the life after this. Now, uh, to close this section today, I think it's well worth sharing the quote that's in the Come Follow Me manual regarding this, because, of course, we're sharing these um, scriptures and these quotes about the importance of eternal marriage, and it is very true. It is very important, and the highest blessings can only be obtained through uh, a covenantal promise made with this. But, as it says in the Come Follow Me manual, quote, how sometimes the principle of eternal families is not so comforting. It may bring anxiety, even sadness, when our current family situation does not fit the celestial ideal. When President Henry B. Eyring worried about such a situation in his own family, he received this wise counsel from a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. You live just, you just live worthy of the celestial kingdom, and the family arrangements will be more wonderful than you can imagine. Close quote. This is, you know, something that can be difficult, uh, particularly for uh, single individuals in the church, particularly for families where a member of one one of the spouses has been unfaithful um, or is abusive. This can be the case um, for a number of situations. I mean, those are just a few examples, but there are many, many factors that could influence this. And some people, I'm sure, would shudder or or be really worried about the thoughts of having to live with their family uh, in the in the eternities, and that would not be the, the idea of heaven for them. And as as um, present, Iring shared from that wisdom from that member of the quorum of the twelve. Whatever we do, the most important thing we can do is live righteously for that celestial kingdom, and as we do that, then the arrangements, the eternities will be the greatest blessing we could we could ever ask for. If we're not married, then that opportunity in this life, then that opportunity will surely come at some stage. Um, you know, there will be, and I don't know how exactly how anything, how everything will work with that, but I know our Heavenly Father loves us and that as we live righteously and according to the standards that he wants us to, not just by trying to keep the commandments all the time, but relying on our Saviour, to cleanse us and to and to heal us as we repent, then he will make all things right for us. Thank you very much for listening today, and until we meet again. <laughs>